0: Hi everybody, and you're back listening to In Conglish on WSUM Free Flow. I'm your host, Wan. In big news, Inkonglish is now a podcast. I think we have two episodes up so far, and there's going to be another one coming this week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And as far as I know, I think we're on pretty much every platform that offers podcasts. So now we're on demand. You know, if for whatever reason you're busy one week and you can't tune in. You can always just listen back. There won't be any songs due to copyright reasons, but you can always just look that up on your own time. And you can hear me talk in English and Korean whenever you want now. You can carry me around in your pocket. I can be with you on your way to school or work, or if you're doing laundry or cooking, I can just be there now. (laughs) What I've learned from editing in Konglish is that I say like and um so much. I need to work on being more articulate and more thoughtful and deliberate when I'm speaking it's it's really humbling. I realized, wow, I use a lot of filler words. And also, I don't really like, okay, I don't really like how my Korean comes off in the show because whenever I meet up with my parents or I call my grandparents or my extended family, talking just feels so much more natural because that's how language is used in conversation. It's really rare that you're just in a space by yourself, and you're talking for an extended period of time, so it feels really unnatural. And knock on wood, but I feel like I'm becoming more and more relaxed about doing in and it's less daunting for me to just again sit alone in the free flow studio and talk to myself in English and Korean. But still, that's that that's not really how language is intended to be used, so it's still really weird. And again, it's always scary, like, not knowing who's listening in. Well, I know my parents are listening in. Shout out my parents, because they always text me afterwards, and they're like, you did great! So, shout out my parents. Love you guys for that. But other than that, I don't know. It's on the internet. Anyone can listen in, which is a little scary. But if you're a Korean learner and you're listening to this for whatever reason, I hope that my Korean is understandable and that you're getting out of this. Or if you're my friends who are here to listen to my weird little anecdotes, I hope you're also... Finding joy in that. Thank you for listening. 이제 Incongruous는 podcast으로 들을 수 있습니다. 제가 이제 Incongruous를 하면서 제가 생각하는 거는 영어 쓸때 하고 um을 되게 많이 쓰는 것 같아요. 하고 한국어 쓸 때는 제가 그래서 아니면 그래를 되게 많이 쓰는 것 같아서 이제 앞으로 제가 노력을 더 해야 될것 같아요. 그 말을 좀덜 쓰게. 하고 또좀 이상한 게 제가 항상 인커그실에서 영어와 한국어를 쓰는데 제가 이방이 방송할 때 제가 혼자 앉아 있어서 한 시간 동안 자꾸 얘기해야 돼서 좀 되게 어수룩했었고 제가 자꾸 한국어를 했을 때 그것을 다시 들을 때 제가 좀 되게 어색하게 말하는 것 같아요. 제가 만약에 우리 부모님이랑 대화할 때 아니면 우리 가족이랑 전화 통화할 때랑 제가 한국어 쓰는 게 되게 다른 것 같아요. 그리고 확실히 제가 자꾸 인컴그시라 하면서 제가 혼자 이방 안에 한국어를 쓰는 게더 어색해져서 좀 낮은 것 같은데, 근 아직도 언어는 다른 사람들이랑 대화하는 대화를 하게 제대로 쓰는 거라서 제가 매주마다 이방 안에 혼자 얘기하니까 되게 아직도 좀 되게 이상해요. 근데 인컨글 씨가 만약에 왠지 듣기 어려우면 그냥 시간이 될때 들을 수 있고 제가 알기로는 뮤직과 스파르피랑 어 그냥 아무데나 퍼캐스를 들을 수 있는 대로 인컨글 씨를 치면 아마 들을 수 있을 것 같아요 and going off of that i think we are ready for our first two songs of the evening and after i play these i will be right back with none other than our poem of the week beach wildflower과 저 틀었습니다 we just listened to wildflower by beach house and to Hisari by An Ji-hwan. I think I would translate the title of this song to Sunlight on Prison Bars. And that perfectly segues into our poem from this week. So, if you are listening in last week, we read a poem from Kim Nam Joo, who is a very famous resistance poet from the 70s and 80s in Korea. And we read Last week, which I think I would say, Flowing Like the Water. I think that's probably the closest translation. Last week, that poem, I actually did not have to read for class, that was a separate poem by the same poet that I just read and really, really liked. This week's poem, Changsahara Hesari, Sunlight on Prison Bars, excuse me, that was one that I actually did have to read for class, so I did write up an English translation. And funnily enough, this week's poem inspired the song that we just listened to. And yes, I will be reading this poem even though we basically just listened to it in song form. I feel like the song form is probably a lot more pleasant to listen to than me, than hearing me struggle to get through this poem. Either way, I'm going to read this poem. 창살의 햇살이, by Kim Namju. 내가 손을 내밀면, 내 손에 와서 고아지는 햇살. 내가 볼을 내밀면, 내 볼에 와서 다수어지는 햇살. 깊어가는 가을과 함께, 자꾸 자꾸 자라나, 다람쥐 꼬리만큼은 자라나. When I extend my hand, the sunlight glitters in my hand, becoming lovely. When I present my cheek, the sunlight envelops my cheek, warming. With the deepening autumn, it grows and grows, grows as much as a chimbunk's tail. If it would wind around my neck... Becoming the scarf, big sister knit for me, if it would touch my lips, what I exchange with that girl then, it even becomes the love from old memories. I keep touching on this with this translation class. Something interesting about this poem is the sunlight is very obviously personified in this poem. Even with the start, it says de uh, or so he says that the sunlight comes to his hand or comes to his cheek, and becomes beautiful in his hand and warms his cheek so the sunlight is being very active here but I didn't really know how to maintain that in the poem I decided to make it a little bit more subtle by using words such as gathers and envelops, because I feel like in the rest of the poem I feel like in the rest of the poem you can make it more obvious how active the sunlight is and I felt like it was okay if it was implied in the first half of the poem Especially because in the latter half, Kim Namji he talks about this sunlight becoming a scarf that his sister knit for him and this sunlight becoming this past love or these memories that he exchanged with his lover. And in class we kinda talked about it because his lover he he just calls her kunya, and kunya basically just means like that girl. And because he mentions his sister in the previous stanza, at first we were like well, is this referring to his sister? And we were like, well, actually, we don't think so because chuoge is harangin. that's like love from past memories. And also, the thing is, in English, I said exchange for 주고받고, like the old love and memories that he exchanged with his lover. But in Korean, it's it's much more specific because it says 주고받고 and that means, when translated literally, it means to give and receive, so it's not just exchanging. And I feel like there are a lot of words in Korean like that where the sentiment is so much more deeper and stronger well okay it goes vice versa but i feel like when but i feel like in this class especially because we are taking poems in korean and translating them into english i always feel like the original material has some kind of nuance and some some emotions and context and history that is really really difficult to capture in english especially in the context of an american audience because Like, yes, there are other Korean-Americans in the class, but at the same time, we're Korean-Americans. And let's be real, America isn't exactly known for teaching history comprehensively, much less anything comprehensively. So I remember when in high school I took world history, Korea had like two paragraphs and that was it. Uh, So it's really interesting now, you know, being an adult and having more autonomy over the things that I get to learn and learning more about Korean history and even just becoming that age where I can talk to my family about their history. Like I said, in previous weeks, talking to my family and my parents in particular about uh, their lives and how they got to become the people who, are, who they are today, especially because, again, for new listeners, like I said, Kim Nam-ju, he's a resistance poet whose work, I think, primarily encapsulates the 70s and 80s in Korea. And that was a time when Korea was trying to become a democratic country because it was under the rule of a dictator for a long, long time. So when my parents were college students, well, okay, my parents my parents were college students in the 90s, but this was an issue spanning multiple decades in Korea. They and their peers and the people before them protested a lot. Uh, and these protests were often very, very violent and very, very bloody. So Korea, I feel, really has... Like like I feel like it's much more ingrained into our history, and it's much more recent in our memory. The fight that we've had for de- for democracy and autonomy, because even before we had the dictator, Japan colonized us for I want to say, I don't know if it's 30 or 50 years, but for quite a long time. And my grandparents, like they they remember it very distinctly in their early childhood, not being allowed to speak in Korean, having Japanese names, and 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 I feel like nowadays it's interesting with Korean media becoming so prevalent. And not even with K-pop, for example, I think Pachinko was really popular, um, I think two years ago because Apple TV made an adaptation of the book and people sort of learning the history of, oh, Japan colonized all of these East Asian countries because it's not just Korea. They also did a number on on China and I think um, Manchuria. Anyway, go look up the history if you're interested in that because it is very extensive, very long, and I do not think I could do it justice even in an hour. And I'm just a college kid who is who's is slowly learning this, so I cannot give you a comprehensive history lesson on that. But yeah. And also reading some of other Kim Namjoo's poems, he also talks a lot about his family. And I think in Korea, especially because it's a pretty ethnically homogenous country, issues such as class tend to be a lot more prevalent. And he talks about his family. And I think his dad was a tenant farmer of sorts. I think that's like the best way to describe what his, what kind of work his dad did. And then his mom was actually the daughter of um, the person that his dad was working for. But his mom had, um, I think she only had one eye. So they were both considered, quote unquote, undesirable by the Korean population. And I feel like in Korea, because it's such a communal country and community and having a good reputation is so important in the country that these people I think they both got married quite late and Kim Namju like his dad always pushed him to become to become someone respected because then by proxy his dad would also become someone respected like I think in the poem Aboji which means father he talks about how his dad really pushed him to become I think like a government official or like a judge of some sort, because then when his dad would go uh, to submit paperwork or something, then people would say, "Oh, you're Kim Namju's father," and he would have that respect by proxy. And again, stuff so concepts like that, like that's really really difficult to translate, because I feel like for me growing up in in a Korean household and going to Korea so often as a kid, that I understand the culture and that's kind of like something that's in the back of my mind of like oh yeah like that's just how things are in Korea but for other people who you know don't have the same background that I do and are kind of and have learned the language from scratch in college it's much much more different for them and even if I were to give this translation the English translation to any random person on the street I don't think they would understand okay this guy's in jail why is this a big deal. Hopefully I I did the translation justice. Hopefully I maintained the integrity of what Kim Namji was trying to say. And with that, I think we can go into our next two songs, and surprise, surprise, we actually have a second poem this week. It is not a Korean poem, it's actually an English language poem. But one of the songs goes with the poem and I'll and I'll give you the story why when we come back. <laughs> Foxy PH1의 Nerdy Love를 we just listened to Shaggy by Foxy Jen and Nerdy Love by PH1 featuring Yerin Peck. Again, if you're just tuning in, we are switching things up a little bit this week and we have an English poem and... That poem is called Other Lives and Dimensions, and finally a love poem by Bob Highcock. My left hand will live longer than my right. The rivers of my palms tell me so. Never argue with rivers. Never expect your lives to finish at the same time. I think praying, I think clapping is how hands mourn. I think staying up and waiting for paintings to sigh is science. In another dimension, this is exactly what's happening. It's what they write grants about, the chromodynamics of mournful whistlers, the audible sorrow and beta decay of old Battersea Bridge. I like the idea of different there's and elsewhere's, an Idaho known for bluegrass, a Bronx where people talk like violet smell. Perhaps I'm somewhere patient, somehow kind, perhaps in the nook of a cousin universe where I've never defiled or betrayed anyone. Here I have two hands, and they are vanishing, The hollow of your back to rest my cheek against, your voice and little else but my assiduous fear to cherish. My hands are webbed like the wind-torn work of a spider, like they squeezed something in the womb but couldn't hang on. One of those other worlds, or a life I felt, passing through mine, or the ocean inside my mother's belly she had to scream out. Here when I say I never want to be without you, somewhere else I am saying I never want to be without you again. And when i touch you in the places where we meet in all of the lives we are it's with hands that are dying and resurrected when i don't touch you it's a mistake in any life in each place and forever i really like this poem i first read this poem in i want to say 2020 during the pandemic this was a poem sent to me by one of my friends via mail when we were going nuts and we were like we should do something different and we sent letters to each other and this is one of the poems that I got and i was actually writing a submission for publications com- for <laughs> i can't speak i was writing a submission for wood publications metamorphosis issue whoa plug and i was think and i was thinking a lot about who i'm going to be in a year because i know that my life is going to look very very different from how it looks right now in a lot of aspects and i was kind of writing a poem and it was kind of addressing my future self in a year and i feel like it kind of read like a love poem <laughs> which is really weird because it's a poem about me but while i was writing it this poem kind of came to mind all of a sudden because it's talking about these alternate universes and you know, in, in in another universe, maybe I'm a better person, maybe I have more of my stuff together, maybe things are more stable, I'm more stable, but, you know, I really like, I really like the, the part where they talk about different theirs and elsewheres, where people talk like violet smell, where I'm somewhere patient, somewhere kind, and where I meet someone and, and you know, you're filled with regret for not being with this person, I always hope that everything that I go through, it's to become a better person. And I went to the farmer's market with one of my friends on Saturday, which is really fun. And we went to Anthology. I love that story. Anthology is so, like, they have so many cute little tchotchkes. I just love looking at, like, little things. But anyway, I bought a sticker, and it says, everything is temporary. And it really seemed fitting for this week and also for this poem. And going along with that, going along with this concept of being myself and being accepting of every version of myself. Both of these songs kind of have that theme of acceptance, like Shuggy, it says, if you believe in yourself, you can free your soul. And I think that's pretty true. I do think to a certain extent, you have to be confident enough in yourself to give yourself that amount of freedom to think, does it really matter what else is going on or what other people are going to think of me? At the end of the day, it's really your life, and it's up to you to better yourself. Like, no one can do that for you. Like, you have to take accountability for your actions. Surprise. And the other song, um, Nerdy Love, it kind of talks about, like, ah, eh, yeah, whatever. I'll be a nerd. And I feel like a lot of the things that I'm really into are the things where I've been given, like, here, you should be a leader in this. I feel like they're kind of nerdy things, but I like, I don't know. I like the things that I like, and if it makes me a nerd, then so be it. 제가 방금 읽어줬던 시는 영어인데 제가 2020년에 처음 읽었던 시예요. 왜냐면 이거 코비 팬데믹 동안 친구들이랑 편지를 주고받았는데 제 친구가 이 시를 보냈는데 제가 항상 이 시를 가끔씩 생각하면서 이, 이, 그래서 제가 요즘에 글을 쓰고 있는데 제가 글 쓰다가 이 시가 갑자기 생각났어요. 왜냐면 제가 쓰면서 내가 1년 뒤에 어느 사람인지 그 모습을 생각하면서 글을 쓰고 있었는데 내가 이 시에는 다른 세계에 이 사람이랑 같이 있는 그런 내용이 있으니까 제가 뭐 다른 사람 아니고 뭐 사랑 그런 뭐 well, 사랑한 사람 그런 내용은 없는데 내가 1년 뒤에 어느 어느 사람일 건지 그것을 요즘에 많이 고민하고 있는데 왜냐면 제가 2년 뒤에 제 지금 삶이 되게 다를 거라고 알고 있어서 요즘에 그 생각을 많이 하고 있어요. And I think now is a good time to go into our last two songs for the night. And I think there are much more upbeat songs. They're sweeter they're softer i i've been kind of on a i've been on like a new song kick lately i feel like spotify has okay well actually i should i should phrase this more carefully i think spotify has some features where they introduce you to really good music and other times they'll give me a playlist that's like your your weekly recommendations or whatever and it's half and half of the songs are songs that i've already listened to and it's like okay I see how it is, but anyways, I feel like their recommendations have been pretty on point lately. And one of the songs that you're gonna listen to is one of his recommended songs, so I hope you like it as much as I do. 이제 우리 다음 노래를 건데 제가 한 노래는 가끔씩 노래를 새로운 playlist <laughs> 안에. 근데 어쩔 때는 제가 이미 들은 들은 노래고 어쩔 때는 새로운 근데 제가 이한 노래는 되게 좋아해서 들어줄 들어줄 건데요. 근데 저처럼 이 노래를 좋아하면 좋겠어요. 바로 Sabrina Song의 Strawberry와 Kwon 슬퍼하지 말을 들었습니다. We just listened to Strawberry by Sabrina's Song and Don't Be Sad by Kwon I had dakboki earlier today. And for those of you who don't know what tokbuki is, it is basically Korea's like informal national dish. I feel like whenever people say Korean food, like this is probably in the top five foods that people think of. So tukbuki is made of dok, which is rice cakes, and the sauce is made of kochujang, which is pepper paste. It's spicy. I don't I don't really know how to explain it because I feel like there isn't really an American food that's an equivalent counterpart. So if you've never had it, I feel like you wouldn't really know what it is. <laughs> but anyway, I had that and if you know that meme of Gordon Ramsay where he's where he goes, "Finally, some good food." That was me eating that bookie today because I live in a dorm where basically they feed us American or French food most of the time and you and when we do have the odd asian inspired dish it's it's not very good and there's no korean food either so i was eating that today and i feel like a piece of my soul was revived i was like okay i can function as a person today this is this is great but going along with deokbukki seeing romanized korean always pains me a little bit like it breaks my brain and i feel okay i feel like the issue with romanized korean is that is that there is that there are sounds in english that just doesn't really work in korean like for example p and b like puh. no actually no i lied just kidding but there are certain sounds in korean or okay i don't know never mind <laughs> i guess that dog bookie did not revive me as much as i thought because my, my brain is fritzing out anyway there are certain sounds in english that do not work in korean so whenever and vice versa. So whenever I see Korean Romanized, like in English words, but spelled in a way where they try where they try to like like spell out the words phonetically, it's it's always really weird for me. Um and also I feel like non-Koreans don't really know how to properly pronounce Korean words. Like for example, if you go to a restaurant or if you ask a random person like, oh, have you had Korean food before? I feel like a lot of people say bulgogi, but they don't say bulgogi, they say bulgogi, and that's just not right. I mean, I understand it to a certain extent because, again, when you, when you don't know a language, your mouth just can't form the words, but at the same time, please, please, uh, please no, put in more effort. Um, but yeah, I... I felt like my Korean brain was on today because I met with my parents. Again, that's how I got the ddeokboki. Shout out my mom for cooking. But I I feel like I have to rescind that statement because clearly my brain is just a little out of whack. It's midterm season and I and in my major, there's a lot of projects going on, than exams. So in, I want to say like almost every single class I have, I either have a major project or like a paper that I have to write. So it's a lot of me just sitting in just like sitting down for hours, looking at databases and trying to formulate arguments, so my brain, my brain is through it. But like I said, having a cup today revived me a little bit. Maybe not completely, but I'm like, I'm like a th- I'm like three quarters of the way there. That's pretty solid. I 오늘 아까 떡볶이를 먹었어요. 좀 오랜만에 한국 진짜 완전 짱이었어요. 우리 엄마가 떡볶이를 해줬는데 되게 맛있었고 왜냐면 제가 지금 사는 기숙사 안에 아시안 음식을 잘안 잘 해주고 아예 한국 음식을 안 해줘서 이제 드디어 한식을 먹으니까 제가 좀 다시 살아난 것 같아요. 제가 원래 그한그 한식을 먹고 우리 부모님이랑 만나서 한국어가 조금 더 나오는 것 같다고 얘기 했 얘기 생각했는데 근데 왠지 <웃음> 자꾸 잉콩구시를 하면서 오늘 제가 오늘 자꾸 라디오쇼 하면서 좀 <웃음> 말하기 어려워진 것 같아요. 아니면 지금 딱 어, 미드텀 한국어를 몇 텀이 뭔지는 잘 모르겠는데 근데 딱 이게 학교 기간 안에 어, 숙제가 좀 많아지는 기간이라서 제가 되게 피곤하고 약간 말이 잘안 통하는 것 같은데 아무튼 제가 그 음식을 먹고 좀 다시 많이 살아난 것 같아요. 하고 항상 제가 한국어를 영어로 써진 말을 볼때 되게 이상해요. 왜냐면 영어에서 있는 소리와 한국어에 있는 소리들이 안 똑같으니까 저는 딱 보면 약간 멘붕이 좀 오는 느낌이에요. 약간 이게 이게 뭐지 <웃음> 무슨 말을 하는지 잘 모르겠어요. 하고 왠지 항상 제가 친구들한테 어, 너 네가 좋아하는 한국 음식이 뭐니 물어보면 뭐 불고기 막 그런 거 같은 얘기하는데 근데 한국 사람들이 얘기하는 불고기 아니고 불고기라고 얘기하니까 그것도 항상 좀 이상해요. 근데 이해는 하긴 해요. 왜냐면, 영어, 영어에서 쓰는 그 소리, 영어, 영어를 할때 한국어에서 쓰는 소리가 없어서 그 발음을 딱 하기는 어렵긴 이해하는데, 근데 항상 되게 이상해요. 왜냐면, 제가 어렸을 때부터 자꾸 한국어를 듣고 이 말이 어떻게 제대로 말해야 되는지 아니까 틀리게 아니면 좀 다르게 I think, eh? that? <laughs> I and I think that this is it for this week of English. Again, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you here again next week, 6 p.m. Sunday, with another poem in Korean, maybe even another English poem, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. You'll just have to tune in to find out. 그래서 so 우리는 we'll, W.S. and 만날게요.